future is what you make it. You know, there's a lot of things that are outside of our control, but there's also a lot of things that are still within our control, and it's what you make it. If you sit on your butt, if you make excuses, but this, but that, then you're, you're going to be in bad shape. But if you just take action, then you're going to be in good shape. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name's Jason Zenger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. I'm here in the studio with my good friend, Jim Carr. Hey, Jason. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. How I'm are you? glad we got this together, man. Yeah, we did. It's. Yeah. I apologize to our listening audience that we, we've been a little inconsistent, I guess, at times. We just went through the holidays, and by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners out yes. there. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great year. And and I think based on what we're going to be talking about in this particular episode relates to the new year. Yeah, I think this is a good way to start our first episode of 2016. I agree. Bang. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about goal setting. But I think before we even get into it, you have a manufacturing news article you'd like to talk about, right? Yeah. Everyone that listens to the show regularly, and I know you do too, Jason, uh, you know me well enough that I always get my... Google manufacturing news every day. And this one was just released this week, January 4th, and it was on CNN Money. And it said US manufacturing index at worst level since 2009. Now, you have to understand, as as a, a solid manufacturer that's been in business for 30 plus years, when I see that, it, it makes my heart miss a beat. I agree because it really does. Because you know what? All I think about is the dreaded recession. Absolutely. And how horrific that feeling is. And I don't know if these media companies are creating these headlines to be sensationalism, to have sensationalism in there. Well, I've told you my theory on the news, right? Uh, Why don't you tell me again at the same time you can tell the listeners? Okay. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So, There's a reason why the news are always bad, because that's why people pay attention. I mean, if you think about it, can you trust the weather reports? You can't. They're always going to tell you the weather is bad because that's how they get eyeballs. If they tell you that the weather is going to be great, everybody's going to look at the weather once and then never go back to it. But if they tell you it's going to rain, you're going to look back every hour to see when it's going to stop raining. So they're always telling you that the weather is bad, the news are bad. They're always giving you a bad report about something because that's how they get people to read. And ultimately, that's what they want. And you're absolutely right. I read the entire article. And you've read it a couple yeah, times because it's I've read bad. it three times now. And of course, I tweeted it because I need to be relevant in my community and I need people to know what's, what's being published. And whether it's a realistic factor in what's really happening, I don't know. I would love to hear feedback from our listeners on, you know, if you own a manufacturing company, I would really like to know is, is business good, bad, or indifferent, or is it static? It's interesting that you bring this up because there's actually a blog site that I read their articles called Today's Machining World. And that was one of the articles from today was, are you optimistic or are you pessimistic? I mean, and bullish I think, or bearish? 
Yeah, on the on the economy and mm-hmm. manufacturing. And I think that it was a very well-written article. And I think that one of the main things is that the future is what you make it. You know, there's a lot of things that are outside of our control, but there's also a lot of things that are still within our control. And it's what you make it. If you sit on your butt, if you make excuses, but this, but that, then you're you're going to be in bad shape. But if you just take action, then you're going to be in good shape. A friend of ours in the manufacturing community always told me, he said, Jim, the highly connected manufacturing leaders that I know seldom get really slow. The ones that are disengaged and are not networking, that are not out there talking. Not pushing themselves. Not pushing themselves. And they say, oh, all the work's going to China. Nothing's here. It's doomsday. Oh, woe is me. Those are the people that, you know, they're, they're never going to advance. Yeah. I mean, if the jobs, you can't just sit back and wait for the phone to ring. No, if the jobs are going to China, you need to figure out how to bring them back. Absolutely. So getting back to this article, I, I'm just going to read the first sentence because it's, you know, it's powerful. America's manufacturing sector shrank for the second straight month in December. The industry's key index, ISM, hit 48. 2% in December, the lowest mark since June of 2009. Anything below 50% is a contraction, and a month ago it hit 48.6. The stock market had a little hiccup the other day. It's down again, and all they're saying is manufacturing. So, you know what I hate about that? I hate that they blame the stock market's default on manufacturing because it sends a bad signal about the industry. And Let's face it, everyone that knows the industry well, like you, like me, and like all of our listeners, knows that's not true. The industry is a good, relevant industry. It's a money-making thing. It's a tangible, legitimate thing, and we need to manufacture something. Yeah, I just want to share that with you and our listeners about this article the other day because I see these things. It it kind of you know it makes my my heart hurt, and then you know a week later I'll see articles that are, man, things are really good. So again, reaching out to our listeners, let us know how you're doing. It it really is important that we know and we get a good feedback on on what's really happening at their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because in the news, they blame manufacturing when things go down, but then they they don't give credit to manufacturing when things are going well. And they say, well, we're just a service economy. Yeah, but Starbucks sold $1.5 billion in gift cards on December 24th. You know, it's, it's crazy stuff like that that drives me nuts. Anyway, with all this in mind, let's talk about 2016, man. What's Yeah, let's talk about it. What's on the docket? What are, what are we doing this year? You want to talk about making chips first? Yeah, so I guess one of the main things that we want to talk about regarding making chips specifically is that we do have a new website out. So check it out. It's it's sexy, guys. Yeah, l- let us know what you think. There might be some bugs in there, I guess, but you know, we're trying to get those fixes as, as quickly as possible. One of the great things about it is that everything can be done on the homepage. So you can play the podcast right from the homepage, each one of the episodes, learn about the podcast, learn about Jim and I, everything right from the homepage. Now, we do produce show notes for each episode, and we have episode-specific pages. You will not get access to that unless you subscribe to our newsletter. So subscribe to our newsletter, and you will get access to those show notes. That's where you're going to get the show notes. That's where you're going to get notified right away when an episode comes out. The website did come out really nice. And our main objective was we want you to be able to listen quickly. So again, when you go to our makingships.com, there's that big play button. Hit it. It'll put you right 
right at the very latest episode. And then sequentially underneath that will be all the other ones. That's one of our goals for making chips for 2016. Well, it was one of our goals we completed. Yeah. Done. Boom. Done. Knock that one off. Bam. Yep, check it. Yeah. So what else what else is new for making chips this year? That's all I think we want to talk about today. I think we want to get right into our goal setting and maybe talk about one of the big goals that we have for making chips, talk about one of the goals that you have for your shop, yep. and then maybe talk I've about... Got a, I've got a fr- few goals. Yeah. And maybe talk about the framework that I put together for goal setting. So why don't we start with that? One of the main goals that we have for making chips is that we want to build a studio. We want to give another channel to listen or watch making chips. And video is one of those channels that some people don't necessarily listen to podcasts. They want to see a YouTube video. So we want to have a good studio, a format, a channel for for people to listen or watch in that manner. It's exciting. It is exciting. We need a consistent place to go to. I think that both Jim and I are hesitant or nervous. I don't know what the right word is. Anxious. Anxious to be on the camera because right now we can kind of hide behind the microphone, but now we're going to have to be a little bit more on par with because people are going to be watching us and listening to us. You might have to blow dry your hair. Uh, yeah, I don't blow. I don't have enough <laughs> hair left to, to blow dry it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to have to, you know, <laughs> anyway, Wait, we, we might have to iron our shirt. Yeah, we might have to iron our shirts. There you okay. go. <laughs> so anyway, so we're going to be building a studio. That's that's one of our goals. I think that's going to make a big difference. It's also going to give us a home to go to because right now we need one. We pretty much have a traveling studio. We have a, you know, a hard case where we keep all of our equipment and we need to have a home that we go to. Amen. So that's one of our goals. And then we're also going to talk about one of your goals, which is to buy a new machine tool. Yeah, it's one of them. Absolutely. And it's I always preach, you know, you've got to keep your technology high. You got to stay I'm updated. In the, I'm in the machining industry, you know, precision metal cutting industry. And what cuts precision metal is a CNC machine that. So, yeah, I'm getting close to buying a new CNC machine. So great. So the two basic goal setting frameworks that I use are the first one is like on a business standpoint, I use what's called rocks. So rocks came from rocks. rocks. Yeah. So R-O-C-K-S. R-O-C-K-S. Okay. okay. So this comes from two different things. There's a book called Rockefeller Habits. Okay. And then there's also the adage of you've got to work on the big rocks before you work on the pebbles in the sand. You've never heard this before? I have not. Okay. So I like I like the way it sounds. Okay, so imagine a container and imagine the unimportant things as the sand and the pebbles. Okay. Okay. And the really important things as the rocks. Okay. So in order to get everything into the container, you've got to put the rocks in there first. If you try to put the sand in and the pebbles in, then the rocks in, nothing's it'll gonna dis- fit. It'll displace exactly the, the space for the rocks. Exactly. This whole concept's been around for a long time. And so you've got to work on the rocks first. Okay, so we've got our container. So we've got our container. You put the rocks in, you get the rocks done first. That's what you keep in front of you as your big goals all the time. Those are the things that get done on a quarterly basis. So you set yourself a goal that you're going to get this rock done by the end of usually the end of a quarter. And if it's not something that, you know, you can get done by the end of the quarter, usually you don't, you're not paying attention to it. And if it's too big for a quarter, you need to break it down somehow into like a quarter because the whole idea is that your mind works on like a 90 day time period in regards to big things and anything longer than that. And it's like you can't comprehend it as well as you can something 90 days out. Cool. That sounds great. So the rock goes into the container and then the sand and the pebbles fill. Those are in. all the day-to-day stuff that gets you distracted okay, from so the important things. Okay, so now let's translate that. that let's, okay, let's, so let's translate let's it. Let's so, legitimize what you just said into our day-to-day operations in my CNC machine shop. How, how do... How do 
So what I, I assume that rock that you just talked about is my new CNC yeah, machine. Buying, it's a big capital. Buying a new CNC it's machine. It's a big capital inve- investment, right? Sure. Yeah, buying okay. that new CNC machine. Okay, so I do it. I've achieved that goal for that quarter, and I bought the CNC machine. That's my rock in that container. I, I assume the container is the business. The container is car machine and tool. Correct. The rock that I just put in that container is the new CNC machine. Right. Well, usually it doesn't just happen quite like that. Usually there's a lot more pre-work that needs to get done before you of actually course, of course. before you actually get delivered on that right. CNC machine. You just don't pick up the phone. Or you right. just don't go online and, so, and put it into your so basket. You need, so what you need to do is you need to set up that goal as something you need to get done by a certain period of time. So maybe it's the end of February. Okay. Maybe it's the end of March. I, okay. I'm not really sure. And then you need to break down that goal into achievable actions that can get you from point A to point B. So get, I understand get from that. The point I get that. To where that machine tool is I'm actually on the floor. I'm more curious about the sand and the pebbles. What do those represent? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. So the sand would be all of the distractions that happen on a day-to-day basis that keep you away from working on the things that are important. So the emails, phone calls, problems uh, in the shop, things that HR that, issues. Yeah, things that people besides you could be doing that distract you from what you really should be doing and what only you can do. So just think about your foreman coming in. He's like, I have to order, you know, such and such an end mill. And he comes to you and says, you know, what should we do on this job? I need to order an end mill because the one I'm using is not cutting properly. Well, you know what? That's really not something that you should be concerned about. It's not what I should be doing, no. So that is something that needs to be pushed back on him so that you could focus on the things that are important. Okay. So I thought the way I was interpreting what you had just said, the rock, the pebble, the in the sand, I thought those were positive things that are inside the business. Not necessarily. It's just... They're distractions more than anything. Well, the pebbles could be positive, but the pebbles could also be the things that also keep you away from taking care of the important rocks. Okay, interesting. So does that make sense? It does. My dad never did this. You know, I mean, seriously, I think of it, you know, I think to be a business owner nowadays is so much different. It's so complicated now. It is so complicated. Now I'm going off on a tangent, but I was just at a, a manufacturing association networking thing last night and I was saying to somebody I don't know who it was I'm like you know it's so complex nowadays to be a small business owner you gotta you know I my dad and all the people from that generation were just they had skills they had good mechanical aptitude they had drive and they had some luck along the way and those four or five bullets were the only thing that they needed to be successful Nowadays, you got to be a marketing guy. You got to know social media. You got to have a degree in IT. You got to know everything. It's difficult. So, kudos to everybody out there that is successful nowadays. It's wearing all the hats that Jason and I are. Well, I think that this is what you're talking about right now could be a whole nother episode onto it itself. could and you know i just i just wanted to you just wanted I'm to vent passionate a little bit about i'm passionate about business and i think that people a lot of people connect and <laughs> all the pain that we're going through and how it used to be and how it is nowadays yeah the whole idea of wearing a lot of hats is definitely a problem for most business owners. Sure. And I think it's a problem that people need to solve because I think that you're doing a disservice to your business and to yourself by trying to do everything. But once again, you know, we talked about this a little bit during the episode with Heidi and Eric. Right. And I think we should go back to this at some point because it's, it's an deal. important thing. Yeah, okay. absolutely. 
Moving on to the goal setting. One of the very standard ways that people set up goals is to set up SMART goals. So the word SMART, obviously S-M-A. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. It's, an, it's, an acronym. it's also okay. a word. So it's a SMART goal and it's also SMART from an acronym standpoint. It means that the goal has to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. 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 All five of those I can relate to and understand. Correct. So let's talk through this. Let's talk about that CNC let's machine talk about, and, and, yeah, and let's make talk, it smart. Let, let's talk about that CNC machine. You need to be very specific about what you need to accomplish. And so, I know exactly what I need. Okay, great. So when we say specific, it needs to be something beyond just, I want to order a CNC machine. You know, so you need to it say... It needs to be a six-inch chalk dual spindle, three-inch through the spindle machine tool with this kind of horsepower and this kind of RPM and the the manufacturer, all those things. Is that what you mean by specific? It needs to, yeah, it, it needs to be as specific as possible. It doesn't mean you need to answer all of those questions before you set the goal. Okay. But if you've already answered them, then make it as specific as possible. And if there's still some questions that need to be answered, make that part of the interim tasks that need to be finished in order to get to that point. Okay, good. I'm on point with that. M is measurable. Some people say M could be meaningful. So there's different ways to use that M in SMART goals. So if you want to order one machine tool, you should say it's one machine tool. So that that would be your M and measurable. And then your A is going to be achievable. Now, if you were to say, I want to order a million dollar CNC machine tool and you only have 20 grand in the bank, it's not really achievable. Right. You don't have Unless the ability. Unless you want to take out a big loan. Exactly. So it's got to be something that's achievable. So if you're setting yourself up for failure, you need to rethink that goal. The next goal, it has to be relevant. It can't just be this goal that this is going to be great. Everybody's going to think that I'm this very successful person because I have this million dollar machine tool and I can show this off to customers. It's got to be really relevant to your business goals. So it's got to make sense. You got to have jobs that go along with this new machine tool or it's got to be something that pushes you to get additional business to use that machine tool for. So I have a customer who he, as a part of his business plan, he sets himself up to buy a very large machine tool on a regular basis because it pushes him yep. from a sales standpoint it does. to go out there and get more jobs. Of course. It yeah. puts the pressure on him. It does. So it's relevant because it's part of his business model to grow his company. Perfect. And then the T is time bound. If you don't set a date for purchasing that machine tool, it's not going to get done in a time frame that makes sense for your business. You really need to set a date that makes sense and that is relevant. So it's got to, you have to say, I'm going to get this done by March 31st. I think realistic is a good one. It has to be realistic. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to buy a new machine tool and I'm going to buy it before February 28th, 2018. I mean, it doesn't make any realistic. sense. It's too long term. It's exactly. too long term. It's got to be time bound. It's, it's got to be within a time frame that makes sense to be looking at a goal. And wouldn't you think that that's in within within the next 12 months? I personally think that each one of your goals should be within a quarter. So, so they should be within 90 days. A machine tool is a pretty big capital investment. What if you didn't make it that quarter? What, what if you say, well, I'm going to buy a machine tool in the first quarter of 2016 and the first three months go by and dang it, I didn't do it. 
you know, I got. I'm waiting till the next month. Well, you probably didn't set up your goal correctly, or you didn't monitor your goal correctly in order hmm, to achieve. Interesting. It. Okay. So what I would say is, if if you say to yourself that you want to buy a machine tool, but it's going to be nine months from now. Mm-hmm. You probably need to create another goal that's going to help you get to that goal nine months from now. So it, it might be make a decision about the type of machine tool that I want to purchase by, you know, March 31st. If you set a goal out that's nine months away, it almost becomes like irrelevant right now because your brain just doesn't work that far out. It doesn't work 270 days away. Your brain only works properly 90 days out. So that's the reason for doing that. So you need to break the goal down into a smaller increment if it's not something that's going to happen right away. So what about you for goals? For Zangers, what do you got? What's on the docket this year? So I've set out 11 goals for the year and you know some of them aren't going to be achieved within this quarter and I'm not even probably going to be looking at those for a long time. However, yeah, one of the goals that we have is to go live with a new e-commerce site. So, you know, to be quite honest, like our website is terrible. And so we need to go live with a new e-commerce site by the end of this quarter. So that's one of my goals. Awesome. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So the actual, would you like me to? Uh, yeah. No, no I, I so would. If you don't make Actually, it, so do I get to beat you up? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You need I can, to. I can well, bang you over the head and say, "Where yeah. the heck is that new website?" Well, yeah, you need to. Yeah, you definitely need to um, hold me accountable for it. Okay, I need it because it's a goal that's been going on for too long, and I haven't achieved it. It's been like two subsequent quarters, and I still haven't achieved the goal. So, and now the whole world heard it. Now the whole world heard it exactly. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I did that I also think is important as far as goal setting goes is my goal. You know, I'm just going to read the goal specifically: is go live with e-commerce site by 3:25 of 20. 2016. So I need to go live I'm writing by that down. March 25th, 2016. Hey, everybody listening, we're all going to hold Jason <laughs> accountable to that. So on the 325, I want you to all go to zangers.com. <laughs> and if it's not new and sexy and exciting, I want you to all just slam Jason. Jason at makingchips.com. <laughs> Where the heck is that new site? <laughs> now the pressure is really on. It's really on, dude. So within that goal, I actually, one of the things that I did in order to help myself achieve that goal is that I listed two things. So I have two things listed within the goal. I have my key motivations and then I have the next actions that I need to take. So as far as my key motivations go, I listed all the reasons why I need to get this done. So and I'm just going to read through. Since you put me on the spot, I'm just going to read through my key <laughs> motivations. So my key maybe motiva- you needed this. I, I do. Okay. So my key motivations are that Zengers needs to be, remain relevant. Yes. Okay. I mean that's that's a huge motivation. The second key motivation is that I promised a functional e-commerce site for way too long to my team. The third motivation is that we need to lower our costs to serve our customers. Fourth, I need to serve a new generation that doesn't want to talk on the phone. Those darn millennials. I need to gain new customers and retain our existing customers. Mm-hmm. I agree. And a lot of those goals that you just read are goals that I have as well. They're not specifically related, but they're definitely the same goals that I have. Yeah. And just these go- applying it, those to my machine shop. Those five points that I talked about, those are not goals. Those are motivations. So let's be really clear the difference between them. The goal... Well, I understand that. You're driven by those motivators... Those are the influencers. Those motivations are going to be the emotional ties to making sure that I get this goal done. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. And there's one, there always has to be one like overarching key motivation. And to me, that motivation is that I need to be relevant. Yes. And that to me, that's a very emotional 
motivation in order to get this goal done. I totally get that. So the next thing within each one of these goals is that I put as many actions as I can possibly. So a lot of times when you look at a big goal, it seems really overwhelming. So what you need to do is you need to break it down. Can you give me and our listeners an example? You know, I'm a visual guy. I've got to, I got to see it. In my yeah, head. I understand. So you need to break it down as much as possible. So I would say that one of the ways that you would break down purchasing a machine tool would be to say, I need to make an appointment with the Mazak rep in order to review all of the new options. Okay. So that breaks it down into a very finite task that is easy to accomplish. Because if you look at the goal that I need to buy this new machine tool that's going to cost me a quarter of a million dollars, that's really overwhelming. But if you just break it down to, into a large action, I need to make an appointment with the Mazak guy. Easy. Call the guy, send him an email. He comes in. You review all the new options and you narrow it down and to you three different machine tools. started in that direction already. You've taken the next action. Baby steps forward. It's like you know the whole adage, how do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time, baby. Exactly. That is how I look at goal setting in a nutshell. I got a couple of goals that okay, I'd great. like to share. I, I think I need to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit more. That's something that I think is very important for me to do on a personal level, on a business level as well. I, I always tell people, especially young millennials that I'm friends with, that you know we live our life inside of a box. I, I like to think of it as a rectangle. Again, I'm visual, so I see that rectangle. And I see us doing day-to-day things in that rectangle. And you need to push yourself out of that rectangle a little bit, you know, quarter inch, half inch, you know, one inch, inch and an eighth. And then not too much, because once you've achieved that push out, that rectangle gets bigger. And it just expands your It's kind of like pushing your, your comfort zone. Right. And then your comfort zone right. gets bigger. Right. And if you only go just a little bit, it's not that uncomfortable. Whereas if you go, you know, out two inches, it's it, that's really uncomfortable, and you might fail, and you would be not as likely to push yourself out of your comfort zone in the future. So what I'm saying is, you you have to feel a little uncomfortable, but yet you have to make it achievable. There's your A. You have to make it achievable that you can be successful by pushing yourself out. I of agree. Your comfort zone. So. As an example, you know, one of the things that I'm actually, I've always been really uncomfortable with is speaking in front of people. And I think that, you know, this podcast has actually helped, but I think that I could do a better job. And one of my goals for this year is actually to attend a speaking class or conference this year. So one of my goals, like my number 11 is goes along with that smarter acronym is attend. It's actionable. A speaking class or conference by 1131, 2016. As far as pushing myself out of my comfort zone, when I was in grade school, even if the teacher called on me, my face would turn bright red and and I, you know, I, I just couldn't speak in front of people. And and I, I've definitely pushed that box open and now I feel much more comfortable speaking in front of a little bit larger crowds and larger crowds and you know, and and I've gotten better. And so I want to get to the point where I'm comfortable speaking in front of, you know, maybe a couple hundred people. Think about all those music artists that have to go on stage and there's thirty there's an arena. Even even the the new ones, the young ones, that 17, 18-year-old pop, I think about them often. Oh, my God. They have to get on stage, and they have to entertain 30,000 people for at least an hour and a half. And I think, you know what? 
if they can do it, I can do it. It's not that Absolutely. difficult. There's nothing special about him. There's nothing special about it. And, and I think that goes back to one of the other keys to goal setting is, and I didn't touch on this, is that everybody, as it relates to goal setting, has what what's called limiting beliefs. So you have these beliefs about yourself that limit you from actually setting that goal. So you think to yourself, I can't talk in front of 100 people or 200 people, people are going to laugh at me or, you know, there's some kind of limiting belief that you can't do this. Or you, or you could say to yourself, I can't afford to buy a quarter of a million dollar machine tool. I'll never be able to, you know, feed jobs into that. When you say you can't afford it, you're setting yourself up for failure yeah, immediately. It, it limits you. So, so don't even yeah. say it. Get yeah, it out exactly. of your vocabulary. Don't ever say you can't do something because once you say it and you say it aloud, it sinks in. It becomes part of your your culture. Yep, I agree. Well, why don't why don't we wrap up this episode? I think we did a good job talking about goal setting. I think this is a great way to start this year. Yeah, good luck, everybody, for this year. And you know, Jason, again, we always talk about this, and we don't we don't know everything. Uh, we're just trying to share our own goals and experiences that we've accrued over the last. Uh, well, for me, it's been over three decades. Jason's not quite as much. I know he's not as old as I am. We hope that we're doing our job to equip and inspire you. So when you think about something like we're talking about someday, it'll come back and you'll say, I'm really glad I listened to Jim and Jason that that particular episode because I made a somewhat better decision going forward in my personal and business career. Well, you want to tell the listeners where to get a hold of us? Yeah, I think the best way is just to go to makingchips.com, check out our new website, and subscribe to our newsletter. Beautiful. And there's a phone number on there too. There is. And with that, bam. bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. See, I'm still a little behind. I'm not. That's yeah. okay. I'll help you out. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> you're, you're good to me.